Hello, testing one, two, three. Hello, come in. If you can hear me, come in. Unit one to unit five, come in. Unit one to unit 12, come in. Hmm, must be a shift change. Episode six. Lord, um, hey everybody out there listening. I am Rico Amor Monroe, and you are listening to the sixth episode of my podcast, The Ram Commentary Podcast. And um, you know, if you're new, this is a podcast where I will just continue speaking on different things, whether it be things that's going on in entertainment things that's going on in the local news and, you know, just current events. I'm going to get my thoughts on it. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, So like I said, if you're new, welcome. If you're not, welcome back. Last week was very, what's the word I'm looking for? Eventful for me. Um, I took part in my first ever protest and I also had my first run-in with the Karens, or in this case, Connors of the world, um, a week prior to that, I had dealt with a situation where my personal items were, were taken out of my car, so, you know, I had to get back into a clear space. I am happy to say that everything is now in order, so I'm back in business, and, you know, the fuck nigga who got me, bro, when they catch his ass, dog, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, so yeah, so going into last week, um, like I just said, I ran into my first Connor moment that was head on. And, you know, it, it just so happened that that moment happened to me the day before um, we were set to protest for my job um, at YUC in Pompano Beach. Now, for those of you who don't know what YUC is right now, I'm working at a private school with someone who I went to school with and, you know, he needed some help out there. So I decided, you know, when I, I left nonprofit and I said, you know what, I don't know where God's going to lead me. I know I want to relocate, but until I relocate, let me just go out here and see what I can do and be of assistance. And I'm really glad that I took the opportunity to, to, to join the staff at YUC because the mission there is so beautiful the mission is um, very fulfilling to me. And I, I say this all the time, re regardless of wherever I go in life, I know that I will always have ties to um, the community. And when I say the community, I just mean by not only the LGBT community, but also my black community, um, raising these children up in a world where they can be strong leaders and, and positive role models. So. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the gist of it. He has a school and, you know, it's a school you can attend when maybe you're not so good 
with public sectors. So you want to try something private or you want to try something more intimate. That is what um, YUC is. So like I said, I'm very proud to be a part of that. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm very proud to be where I'm at right now. Um, let me get into the Connor situation. So last week, Wednesday, I had my class outside on the field. Mind you, we're leasing the property. We don't own it, but we lease it. So we have a right to be on the property, of course. Um, we live in a prejudiced neighborhood. We are neighbors with somebody who has a Confederate flag literally on their pavement. And, um, you know, they've made complaints and um, they called the city on us and whatnot. And that's what led to the protest. But that Wednesday, because the protest was on a Thursday, but that Wednesday, I was out in the field with my kids. They were on recess, minding their own damn business. And, you know, this guy was walking his dog and, you know, they walked their dogs through the field and no, they walked their dogs through the road that's within the property. And, you know, it's, it's public road, so we can't really say y'all don't come through here. So we allow them to go through. But this Wednesday, this jackass wanted to be a prick. And he he literally walked his dog through, tried to walk his dog through the field where he saw the kids. And I figured something was up with him because when he came through the field, he was just walking through the field. And I'm like, okay, well, you got this big-ass dog. What's going on? And then he, when he got in front of me, um, I should have recorded, but I'll tell y'all what happened. So he got in front of me. No, 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 I'm lying. I'm sitting down at the table and he's walking through the field. He stops in the field. He's digging through his phone. And I'm like, okay, um, can I help you? And then he immediately pulls out his phone and says, oh, you're antagonizing me. I'm like, wait, what? He was like, you're you're antagonizing me. So why, in the midst of him doing that, the kids are trying to figure out, you know, why is Mr. Rico and this man, you know, exchanging words? Because I'm like, sir, don't record me. And I should have picked up my phone. But then what he did was he was trying to let his dog loose and act like he was trying to control it at the same time. And then he started turning the camera on, you know, the kids. And I'm like, sir, please don't record my kids. Don't record my kids. Oh, y'all antagonizing me. Y'all antagonizing me. Now, mind you, these kids didn't say anything to them. I mean, to him. Um, they were just trying to figure out, okay, dude, why are you recording me? So he gets to the other side of the field. He's yelling all this. Oh, this is a peaceful neighborhood. Um, this is a, and we're going to keep it that way. And I'm like, what the hell? So then when I asked him, I said, how can I help you? He was like, oh, I live here. So I said, wait. You live here, like on the field. He was like, no, this is my neighborhood. I can do what I want, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, you you, you, you want to play a game. That That's the game you want to play. So when he started recording my kids, I got into beast mode. I became a lion. Like, nigga, I don't know what you on. Don't record my kids. Don't record my kids. Point blank, period. So... By this time, everybody's running out to the field trying to see what's going on. He says, oh, you shut the fuck up. And I'm like, huh? And I knew in that moment, 
I grew because if we were not at work, you wouldn't be able to talk to me like that. I was joking saying that the man got Rico. He didn't get Rico Monroe. And I'm like, okay. God is real and growth is real. But you know what? I, 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 I didn't want to get into the Rico Monroe headspace because I know how I can be. Because I have these kids out here and I need to protect these kids. I don't need to stoop to his level to um, try and, you know, go back and forth because cause I know I can go. And then eventually, you know, you say the wrong thing. Now I'm ready to fight because now you really being disrespectful. So I had to think about my kids and I had to think about their safety because I don't know what this man on. So then after that, everything cleared out with that moment. We went back to playing on the field and the kids were saying, oh, he came back and he he's, he's sticking up his middle finger up at me. And I'm like, you know, it's crazy because he says that we were antagonizing him, which we weren't. But if I was to say something out of the way to him, I would have fell right into his trap. So I did my best by keeping calm. But when he was like, oh, you shut the fuck up. I did say, no, you keep walking your fucking dog. I did. Re I, I, I finally replied back to him and said that. But I could have said more, but I chose not to. So, yeah, that was my first ever encounter with a Connor situation. We call the women Karen. I think I'm going to call the white man Connor. So, yeah, that's pretty much what happened that Wednesday. And that kind of amped me up because I knew that following Thursday that we were going to do a peaceful, excuse me, we were going to do a peaceful protest in the city. Well, in the neighborhood, and we're going to walk through the city up to City Hall, which was down the street around the corner. And I was like, okay, all my anger towards this situation, I'm going to take it out on this peaceful protest. And that's exactly what I did. We came the next day. Um, uh, Channel 7 was there. Channel 4 was there. Channel 10 was there to document what was going on and basically like I said we were receiving complaints about you know the building and you know the kids outside playing football and one of the comments that really pissed me off was they called them juveniles now if we were across the lake you wouldn't call those kids ju um, juveniles you call them children kids why they gotta be juveniles is it because they're black nine times out of ten it was so that was the only comment that 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 blew me so like i said the next day came the news the media coverage was there the um king told his story his side of things and then we marched the police officers bso they made sure that we were safe they cleared the roads like i said we were coming down Cyprus towards Atlantic and then we cut back to go to City Hall now the gag is they knew we were coming so they sh they had everybody shut the whole City Hall building down there were no cars there there were no people there because I think it's because they were scared they didn't know what was going to go on but 
You know, we, we, we led a peaceful protest. It was an amazing experience. I felt so empowered after that because I could have protested for anything else. I could have marched for any other cause. But when it comes down to um, supporting for one, when it comes down to black children and basically just being black, I'm going to support it. When it comes down to me supporting my friends, I'm going to support them. And then this is my job. Until I move on, this is where I belong. So I'm going to stand with my side, and that's the side of why you see. So it was an amazing experience. Um, I wish I would have wore my back brace because, bitch, we sweat. It was hot, but it was worth it. Um, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Um, King was, was happy about the output. I mean, the outcome, excuse me. And that's all that really matters. We did what we came to do. We wanted to be seen. We wanted to be heard. And we wanted to get our message out that black lives matter, black businesses matter, and black schools matter. So, yeah, that's all with that. I'm going to move on to what else happened to me. All right. Now, listen, y'all know I love music. So when Tiana Taylor dropped her new album, I was like, I'm going to listen to it because I feel like the album before her last album was great. Her last little piece of work that she put out, it was like a eh, it was an eight song tease. So this last album that she recently put out, it looked like it was going to be good. But the only thing was, I wasn't going to pay $25 for it. Wasn't going to pay $25 for it because I'm like, bitch, what? I love her, but I'm not going to pay $25. So what I decided to do was invest in Apple Music, which is crazy because a week ago when Chloe and Holly dropped their album, I went ahead and bought it for the $10 and whatnot. And I've been blasting that album ever since. It's a really great piece of work. Um, I just checked um, the status today. It um, charted on the billboard at number, I think, 16 or 18. And that's a real big jump from their last um, album that peaked at 139, I think. So, yeah, um, congratulations to them. I love the album. My favorite songs on there right now are, of course, Do It. That's what got me into the album. And then, what else I like on there? Um, let me pull it up. Let me pull it. Uh, what else song I like on there? I should be able to name it, but bitch. My, my. Mm -mm. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What an album, what an album, what an album. Come on. I love... Um, Ungodly Hour. I love Baby Girl, Forgive Me, Buzzy Boy, um, Lonely, and um, Wonder What She Thinks of Me. This album is like a total glow up and grow up from their previous album that dropped in 2008. I mean, excuse me, 2018. Um, they don't sound like little girls anymore. They're talking about mature situations and it's a real good vibe so i feel like when they go on tour when all this shit is over with i will go see them live because the last time i had a chance to see them live excuse me it was at the beyonce concert on the run with jay-z 
but we missed it just like we missed the city girls and speaking of the city girls the city girls album dropped two so i went ahead and got that on apple music and it's so crazy because people thought they was finna do a thing when they leaked their album they really thought that they was finna do a thing and you know with everything that Risha going through right now with losing her baby daddy and you know JT's home now it probably could have gotten them in their feelings but I'm just so glad that they're receiving the love that they deserve for this piece of work because I live for it like I always say if City Girls was out when I was in school bitch I would have been in so much drama like it's a song on this album called Friendly. Listen, Job was cute. They got a video out for it. That was cute. Um, but right now, my banger is uh, Friendly, Flewed Out. What else I like on this album? What else I like? Lord, let me see. Broke Niggas, That Old Man, I like City on Lock, and I like Rodeo. Listen, I know I'm going to get into this whole album, but those are my favorite songs right now. It's a great body of work, and I'm so glad that they put the shit out because a lot of people thought that it was over for the City Girls. They thought that when JT went to jail that it was over. They thought that when she came home, they couldn't go back to how they were because now Risha was pregnant, and they thought that when they did come back that it wouldn't be as hard as it would. But baby, listen... The City Girls had a whole trick for them because they back with a motherfucking vengeance. And I'm not even saying that because I'm a City Girls friend. I'm saying that because if you listen to the album, you can see that Carisha has grown as an artist. JT still slaying. The music and the bops are there. And, you know, it's a great follow-up after Girl Code. Um, what else? Mm, oh, yeah. When I talked about Tiana Taylor's album, that's a great body of work. So, with that being said, I was able to get all of those via Apple Music. And I have not I have not stopped listening to it. If y'all don't have Apple Music, go ahead and make that investment. It's only $10 a month. But if you're a student, you might as well get that school discount. But it's very convenient. I actually downloaded um, Missy Elliott's sophomore album that came out in 1999. I was in kindergarten, <laughs> but I blasted it for the first time today, and it's a whole bop. I know she's a bitch on the album. That's the name of one of the songs, but, you know, as a whole, it's a, it's a great body of work. Hot Boys is on there. Um, That's one of my favorite songs from her, so it dropped, like, I think 21 years ago or 22 years ago today. So I was just like, let me just go ahead and get it on Apple Music. And I always have it. So, yeah, if y'all don't have Apple Music, make sure y'all get Apple Music. Make sure y'all buy, stream, download Chloe and Holly's album, Ungodly Hour. And make sure y'all definitely check out the City Girls um, City on Lock album. All right. Let's move right along. Hmm. Okay. So, while we talk about music, I might as well go ahead on record and talk about the GOAT, the Queen, um, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, y'all know I have a love-hate relationship with her. 
the reason why it's a love-hate relationship, and I'm going to say this because I know it's going to come back and haunt me or people are going to try to pick and, and dissolve and all this, this, that, and the third, but I'm going to say this right now. I love Nicki Minaj as an artist. Do I like every single thing that she puts out? No. Do I like how she handled some situations with other MCs? No. But she's crazy with her pen. I love her flow. Ain't nobody touching her. Now, I'm the type of person people want to say, oh, well, you got to choose between Nicki and Cardi. No, no, no. I listen to Nicki and I listen to Cardi. They both are two different moods that you just can't live without. Boom. So, with that being said, Nicki Minaj um, responded to an apology or something dealing with Lil Nas. And that made me look at her in a new light. Uh, Let me find it because I don't want to do that. Somebody said, somebody asked Lil Nas X on Twitter, how come you never claimed her when people asked if you were a bard? We all knew who you were. Nas said, I didn't want people to know that I was gay, to be honest. So then somebody said, being a bard don't make you gay. So Lil Nas says, it don't, but people will assume if you had an entire fan page dedicated to Nicki, you are gay. And the rap music industry ain't exactly built or accepting of gay men yet. Now, before Little Nas X became famous, it's rumored or probably confirmed now that he was behind one of those stand pages, the many stand pages that they have on Twitter. Um, Nicki Minaj, well, first he asked, he said, I have a song I want you on, and I was wondering, you know, if you would get on it. So Nicki Minaj, I think she agreed to get on a song. I'm not sure, but she did. Came back and said, it was a bit of a sting when you denied being a bard, but I understand. Congratulations on building up your confidence to speak your truth. Now, somebody on Twitter, like I just said, said, oh, well, being a bard doesn't make you gay. Y'all know every time... A dude said they were a bar. Nine times out of ten, they were gay. We're not saying that you have to be a um a bar to be gay, or you you don't have to be gay to be a bar. But bitch, at the end of the day, if you were a boy fantasizing behind all these pages about Nicki Minaj, you're gay, regardless. So, for me, I'm so big on my community, my LGBT community. So for her to say something about it. It got me looking at her in a different light, a better light. And I can rock with her. I respect her. Um, and I'm not going to play the radio. I don't like everything that she puts out, but it's moments like this that make me say, okay, boom, she is a good person. I don't know if she's just doing it for clout or she really is genuine about it, but if she's genuine, she's a really good person to be that understanding. Because if it were me, and a bitch asked a bitch, oh, are you a money game for Monroe? I'm just saying, like, are you part of money game? And a bitch be like, no, I'm not. But, baby, you got a whole fan page dedicated to me, but you act like you don't fuck with me or you don't like me when somebody call you out on it. That's going to be a big problem for me. 
that is going to be a huge problem for me. Like, bitch, don't deny me what the Bible say. Don't deny me in public and love me in private or some shit. I don't know how some of y'all can't drink water because water is so fucking good. Moving right along. Let's get into it. Let's get into Oh, yeah. While we on Nicki Minaj, she has another number one with that song with Snitch Nine. The song was a bop. Do I think it was number one worthy? No, but, you know, congratulations to her. She got a number one a few months ago with... Hell, that shit was last month. She got a number one last month with um, uh, Doja, Say So. Uh, I think the remix fell off the chart because Megan's is still there. But the regular version is still there. So she got her first number one with Doja. And now she got her second one with Snitch Nah. The video was cute. Congratulations to Nikki. Now all the barbs can stop saying, oh, well, she don't, she don't have a number one. Or she don't need a number one because now she got one. Oh, now that she got a number one. You know how people go. Shit. Because I know for me, I'd be like, oh, well, she doing all that talking, but she ain't got no number one. <laughs> Sis got two number ones. But, you know, it's it's room for everybody. So, like I said, congratulations to her. And let's move on. Lord. Marcus Houston, who's 38 years old, defends his engagement to a 19-year-old Mia Dickey. Now, first of all, I don't understand why Marcus Houston decided to get married to a girl because we all know you gay. And that's the worst type of gay. Like, bitch, you, you mess around with dudes, allegedly. And now you want to marry a girl? The girl probably just using you for what little money you have left, allegedly, because, you know, you still are a 90s superstar. And, you know, you got your little acting career and, you know, your music is not at the best, but, you know, you still worth something. So, you know, first of all, I think it's nasty because if she's 19, that means y'all had to meet when she was like 17 or 18. Because how long were you all dating before you decided to pop the question? You 38 years old. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm 25. I'll date somebody who's like 40 or maybe 45. But I couldn't be 40 years old dating somebody who just turned 18 or 19. I, I, I can't. But, you know, congratulations to them. Um, I wish them the best in life, but I just, I don't understand it. And for you to try to defend it, Marcus, I don't even know. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. Um, what else? Oh, Hurricane Chris. While we on music still, <laughs> Hurricane Chris has been arrested. Let me see how he's been charged. I think if he's arrested, he's been charged. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hurricane Chris. Hurricane Chris. Fun ass. Oh, shit. It's a rapper Hurricane Chris charged with second-degree murder in Louisiana. Rapper Hurricane Chris, who rose to fame in 2007, is facing a murder charge after a man was fatally shot Friday in Louisiana, according to police. The shooting took place Friday around 1 a.m. at 
a convenience store, according to a press release from the police department. Officers arrived. The uh, officer, uh, officer <laughs> arrived and found a man with multiple gunshot wounds. The man was identified. He died of his wound on his way to the hospital. The 31-year-old rapper, whose real name is Christopher, was identified as the suspect. Investigators were able to secure a video footage of the incident that detectives believe showed Dooley did not act in self-defense. Okay. Of course, that was his first defense, saying that it was self-defense, but like I just read, they found a video that said it wasn't self-defense. Um, so, he has been charged with second-degree murder. Um, nine times out of ten, it's Hurricane Chris. They may or may not throw the book at him, but, like, if they got a video of him not using self-defense and just doing it to do it, he's gone. Um, Hurricane Chris, that was dumb as fuck. That was, that was dumb. Like, I never understood, excuse me, I never understood why celebrities have all this money or they, they got all this fame and they do dumb shit like get locked up. You're only 31 years old, boss. Let me go to your wiki. Let me see the last time you put out... Let me see the last time you put out a, a song or an album. That a Bay shit only got you so far. And that was in 2006. Between 2020. Let me see. Dis Let me see. Okay, so the last thing you put out was in 2009. It's a second studio album from you. That's the last thing you put out? You ain't got nothing else going on, boss? Everything Hurricane. Oh, they done took your website down. Boss, you stupid as fuck. You so... Boss, you stupid. And my brother hate me saying boss, but that's just my way of talking. But you dumb as hell. But if you need money on your commentary, Bobby, I'll put some money on that thing. Let me stop, because you ain't even all that fine. But you are dumb as fuck. <laughs> Lord. Alright, Lord. Before I get up out of here, I got a serious question. Does black lives only matter when white people kill us? Once again, does black lives only matter when white people kill us? I ask that because over the last, what, two or three days, there have been multiple people within South Florida that were killed due to gun violence. And oddly enough, it wasn't a police-involved shooting. These people were killed in their neighborhoods. These people were killed, like, at home. Like, it's crazy. But where's the outrage? Yeah, we see the families going crazy on social media, but where is the outrage? Where are the protests? Where are the marches for these lives? They matter. It was senseless, just like police brutality is senseless. So where's the outrage? You know what I'm saying? Like, I had to get off Facebook this week because there was somebody who just got killed yesterday. And I was able to see a video of the victim moments before he was murdered but it was it was completely senseless it, it was completely senseless it was another little girl 
26 years old. She just had a baby. She got killed. Two others were injured. And they shot this girl up in a car. And it's like, it was very tragic. Where's the outrage for her? Then it was another young man who just buried his sister. Mother just buried his sister not even a full month ago. One of his last Facebook posts is him telling his sister that they were going to chat up later because he was releasing something at her gravesite for a funeral. And now not even a month later, he's passed on with outrage. Two DJs were killed by a drunk driver or no, they were killed by somebody who was running from the police. Where's the outrage? Where is the outrage? So that's why I say, does black lives only matter when white people kill us? I don't know. I don't know. Like I say, 2020 has just been a shitty ass year. Um, I just can't wait for the year to be over with. Um, the only thing I'm looking forward to in 2020 is my birthday trip. <laughs> so, ooh, excuse me, it's my birthday trip, and that's about it. My friend coming down in a few days. We gonna he we gonna chat it up. We gonna live it up while he here, and that's all I'm looking for. I'm looking to get back into the gym and and work my body right. And uh, I don't know. It's just 2020, not the best year. And all these damn um, senseless killings got to stop. It's time we come together and we tell these motherfuckers to put these guns down. And if it's beef, why y'all just can't beef like they used to do back in the day? Like when I was in middle school and high school, them niggas ain't shoot. It was rare that somebody got shot up. But when when they didn't shoot, they was throwing each other hands up. They was throwing up their sets. They was fighting in the streets like niggas, fighting at the parks, fighting on the beach. You know, people, you know, eventually got back up and went home, but it's like nobody died for no dumbass shit. Excuse my French, but it's just, it's just crazy. We have to demand justice for everybody. Um, whether they were killed by police officers or not. It's just sad. I don't know. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. I don't know. But... I'm going to get up out of here. Um, I know this week was kind of short, but, you know, it is what it is. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. I really don't have a lot to say this week. Um, so, yeah, I want to I wanna thank y'all so much for tuning in. Um, thank y'all so much for supporting the podcast. To my frequent listeners, I love y'all so much. Thank y'all for the continuous feedback. Um, make sure y'all tune in to um, my pages. Y'all can find the links on my Instagram at Irico Monroe. You can follow my business page at Iram underscore underscore entertainment. Now, let me explain what that business page is. If you follow me personally on Instagram and you have a business, you can follow my page and I'll follow you back. Because what's going to happen is I'm going to start pushing that page 
and hopefully my audience will grow via that page. But if I know you personally and you have a business, I will follow your page via I will follow your business page via my entertainment page. Um, oh, and then I post on there like some updates about the podcast. I, I post like little clips here and there. I've been slacking with it, but I'm just I'm trying to grow it. I'm trying to grow me and I'm trying to grow my personal Instagram. But you know, it is what it is. Um, just make sure y'all tune in. Follow me on all social media sites. I love y'all so much for listening. And until next time, um, y'all hear from me next week. <laughs> What's up? What's up?